Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. Yeah. That's kind of a look back at 2016. I love that song. I, it's, a, it's a fairly new song by Francesca Battistelli called Giants Fall. And, and if you haven't looked it up or listened to the words more closely, you really ought to because it challenges us individually and as a church to that kind of faith as we begin a new year, both in our personal lives, but also as a church. And it's a big year for Gateway because this summer we're going to celebrate our 25th anniversary of being here. Yeah, 25 years that God has been making a difference in the Bay Area through this church. And one of the ways we grow our faith is to do what God tells us over and over again through Scripture to remember, to to remember all the ways God worked through our church in the past to impact our community and beyond. Our mission here is to lead everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And that mission belongs to the whole church. It doesn't belong just to me or just to the staff or just to some key leaders in the church. The church as Jesus founded it, as he envisioned it, is to be a movement of his followers to transform the world. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here what I can get out of it. It's not about me. It's about those we are called here to reach with the good news of Jesus Christ. And the sign of an unhealthy church is one that is focused on its own needs versus looking beyond itself to the world around it. And yet the amazing thing is, the, the, the way God created us and the way this all works is, is when you and I get our priorities right, when we get ourselves focused off ourselves and onto others for the sake of others, God uses that to transform us and grow us even more. In other words, there's a certain amount of growth we can do as we study and we do things on our own, but there's a certain amount of growth that cannot come until we turn beyond ourselves, which is where God is calling us to as, as individuals and as a church. In our membership class, I, I tell folks that one of our goals is to help you go, for, to go from saying, well, like when you're talking to me, to say, well, pastor, we, we like your church or we're excited about what your church is doing. The goal is to get you from, instead of saying that, to saying, pastor, I'm excited about my church and what my church is doing. To go from yours to mine, that it's not just somebody else's, that if, it, if this is your church home, if this is your church family, this is your church, and Jesus wants to use you to do all this and to claim the, the good that God is doing here and not just put it off on somebody else. You see, I can't do that for you. I can't give you faith. I can't grow your faith. I can be an instrument that God uses in the midst of that, but I'm only one of, of many, many who, who God can use. But ultimately, each one of us has to take our own responsibility and, and use the opportunity in our journey as part of God's whole church across the world and his church right here. Jesus set up the church as his primary way of, of working in the world today. It is, and so it's important that we recognize it. In fact, it is so important that the Bible calls the church the body of Christ. We are his body. We are his hands and feet and, and voice, and there's no way any of us can see all that God is doing. Even in, in this congregation, we see certain things, and, and there's so much he's doing that we miss some of that. And so as we look back at 2016, we want to just remind you, or, or in some cases tell you for the first time, some of the things that God has done that have impacted thousands of lives. We began a year ago, 2016, with our second churchwide campaign called Daring Faith using materials from Pastor Rick Warren and Saddleback Church. We had 83 small groups meeting across the area. We sold over 1,000 journals, as, as you met in homes, for several weeks. And it's our, our students and our elementary kids were also involved in it. So it was really a church-wide experience. We had a, an incredible summer kids club last June. Over 700 kids and volunteers every night up here for what for Gateway's version of, of what some of you 
probably have known more in the past as a vacation Bible school. But it, it's not really a vacation. It's, it's so much more than that and, and the way God works in and through it. And, and then, of course, just a few days ago, we wrapped up an incredible, wonderful Christmas season with, with over 3,000 here attending on Christmas Eve services. And, and, and they were here because you invited them. You invited friends. You invited family. You invited coworkers to come and join you. You help them experience not just a holiday, not just a nice service, but in many cases to encounter the light of the world in unexpected and wondrous ways. In fact, one of you in the days afterwards talked with one of our staff about a, a family member who was here from out of town attending Gateway for the very first time on our Christmas Eve services. And, and she said it was the highlight of her visit to Houston she said that there were tears of joy streaming down her face. How wonderful it felt to be back in Christian community and the Lord's church. Now, maybe you didn't see her or you didn't see somebody else experience that. And, and, and honestly, none of us sees that all God does in all the ways he is working. But God is using you to transform lives. But that's not all he did at the Christmas season. Through our Christmas giving at Gateway, you touched hundreds of more lives. You, you gave enough money to give 57 shirts to the residents at Hope Village. Communities and schools gave us a wish list for 28 high school students, and you took care of all 28. Kids Harbor, whose mission is to help abused and abandoned children, located over on Chocolate Bayou, was seeking gifts for 35 children ages 2 to 16. And you came through for every one of them. In fact, you were so generous that there were so many gifts that they saved some of them to give them birthday presents through the year. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And then on Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve offering went to Starfish Kenya, which is committed to making a difference in the lives of children stricken by poverty, often orphaned by, in, in the nation of Kenya. And once again, you came through with an incredible offering. Here it is. Look. $228,540.04. Every penny matters. And... and that means that since we started this in 2008, you have given over $1.3 million to, to invest in those children. Yeah. And, and what that means is not just simply that they have nice clothes. I, I, I've said this before, but it's, it's worth hearing. It means that some of those children are alive today, many of them, because of you. It means they have an education because of you. Some of them are now in college thanks to you. And most of all, it means that they know Jesus Christ. And that means they have eternity. That's the kind of stuff you are doing in, the, in, in this. We told you that one of the goals of House of Hope, one of the two ministries that Starfish Kenya supports, was that in the new year to welcome 63 new children. And we got a picture on Thursday. Look, the 63 children arriving this past Thursday coming in for the very first time. Some of them will have beds for the first time. Some of them will have new clothes for this first time. Some of them will eat three meals a day for the first time that they can remember. Thanks to you and what this offering continues to do and what your ongoing support does. Many of you give on a monthly basis in addition. And all of this is making a difference in the lives of these children. It was a great Christmas season. I mean, you made a difference in the lives of thousands. But there's so much more that goes on here each week, every week, in addition to the, to the big events. You took care of physical needs and more by, by feeding and caring for the homeless through Mercy Tree here in Clear Lake and Thousand Hills Ministry downtown. We had food drives, blood drives, prison ministry drives, and more across the year. There were mission trips to Mexico, Haiti, and Kenya, and well over a thousand of you served at one time or another through our missions and outreach area. That, in fact, there were more than 10% more of you serving in missions and outreach this last year than in the year before. But you also took care of more than that here locally. Through our Celebrate Recovery ministry, along with the Landing for Teens and Celebration Place for Kids, you helped hundreds and hundreds of people cope with hurts, habits, and hang-ups in their lives. In fact, some of you know we celebrated in October the 10th anniversary of that ministry here in our church. Yeah. 
incredible ministry. And again, one of the signs of its health is not just what it does, but how it has helped to start other celebrate recoveries. Because that's always the sign of health, is when you go beyond yourself and do more and you multiply. And, and we saw, we've been seeing that happen. You help folks struggling through the loss of loved ones and divorce through both grief share and divorce care. Your church is a home to the brain injury support group right here in the Bay Area. And our prayer ministry has last year literally prayed for thousands of individuals across the area and around the world. One part of that prayer ministry that some of you are aware of, maybe some of you are not, is our prayer quilt ministry. They have made over 3,000 prayer quilts, both for Starfish Kenya, but especially for people who have needs in our area, who are going through struggles, who are experiencing hard times. I, I haven't done it many times, but I've had the privilege a handful of times to be the one to take one of those quilts to someone and to, to tell them that the, the folks who made those quilts prayed over them as they were making them. They didn't know where they, who they were going to. They didn't know what was going on in their lives, but they knew that God was the answer. And to pray over them and then to, to give them to them and know that people could continue to pray over them, you, you would see tears running down their eyes. And, and, and it would be so fun to go back some of the time and to see them, and they would be maybe in their hospital bed or, or, or at home, and they would be covered up with their prayer quilt. You and that incredible ministry helped to make that happen. And just a couple of weeks ago, the, the prayer quilt ministry, kind of to commemorate the ways God has worked, has made this beautiful quilt that was hung up on our Life Center wall, outside our Life Center wall, the, a couple of weeks ago down on the other end of our building. I hope you will go see it. It is beautiful. In fact, no picture does it justice. But it's a reminder of the way God works and continues to work in so many ways, in so many lives, and, and the opportunity we have to do that through that ministry. Every Sunday, of course, you see our arts ministry up here who impact thousands throughout the year. You see them, but there's so much more. Our Hispanic ministry expanded its reach this year by, by transforming our Spanish language services into bilingual. One of the things they discovered is that many of the families in the area have both Spanish speakers and English speakers in the same family. And it was difficult for both of them to per participate in a Spanish only or English only. And so they, they transformed the service into bilingual. And that ministry continues to grow and reach more lives. The, the attendance of our church overall did slightly drop last year, but our Gateway Kids attendance was up, our student ministry attendance was down just a little, our, our membership went up several percent, I don't have the exact number in front of me, and our number of volunteers rose 6% last year, which is wonderful because it enables us to do more and more for more lives around us. I mean, that's incredible. But here's the thing, I don't want you to think, okay, well, you, there were 6% more volunteers last year, that means they don't need me wrong. We need more of you. Because even 6% doesn't begin to touch all the lives and the things that are going on in our community and beyond. And the way that we can be used by God. There are always lots of ways for you to serve. Our Gateway Kids still needs more volunteers. You may not realize it, but every week we need hundreds of volunteers just to do the ministry we've been doing. And with more of you volunteering, we can make an even bigger difference across our area and around the world. Giving in 2016 went up about 4%. Once again, enabling us to expand ministry, while at the same time working hard to take care of all God has already entrusted to us in this beautiful facility. And that part of that growth was we hired a staff member early this past fall, Carson Menish, to help us focus on discipleship and young adults. And I want to just tell you right now, if for 2016, our biggest focus is discipleship. How do we lead everyday people more and more to become fully devoted followers of Christ? How do we help each one of us go deeper in our journey? How do we help us grow to the point that we can help others grow? Those are all really important. 
also in your giving, it made it possible for us to, uh, to offer you access to a, a new thing called Right Now Media. If you were here at the start of the service, you may have seen it. But it's this huge library of faith-based videos that you can access wherever you are, whenever you want. You can access them on your phone, on your iPad, your computer, or at home on your TV. Uh, they call themselves the Netflix of video, play, video Bible studies with studies by folks like Kyle Eidelman. Chip Ingram, Bill Hybels, Francis Chan, Jenny Allen, Aaron McTaxis, Chris C., John Ortberg, and Margaret Feinberg. And, and so it gives us more tools to put in your hands, especially if you're a small group leader, that once we get past the study we're about to do, it gives you more opportunities for, for more things. You don't have to go check out a DVD. You can literally go online and find whole studies and all the content right there. Hundreds and hundreds of those things. And the cool thing, uh, we, we sent out to, to many of our members, we sent out some information about this ar ar around Christmas. I already heard back from some of, the, some of the moms. The cool thing is this has a huge children's cartoon library uh, of, of God-honoring videos, some of the old Veggie Tales and some, of the, some newer stuff and all kinds of things. And, and I, I read one mom talking about how wonderful it was that she could start in the morning and turn that on for her kids and know that they were watching, they were watching stuff that was good for their kids' souls. So you need to check that out. You can find more information about it on the Find It page of our website as to how you can access that and, and begin using that. And it's so important because everything we're about here is leading everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. That's, that's discipleship. And, and honestly, I, I feel like we've got so much more we can do there. That really is going to be our focus this year, that and evangelism. This is the core basics of what a church is about to help us keep on doing the things God has called us to do. We baptized 113 souls last year who wanted to stand and be counted for the cause of Christ. But our, our goal is to baptize more than that. That's a, that to us is a minimum level. We, we don't, we, I mean, I would love to see that double, guys. I would love to see us over 200. That's not impossible for our church, for us, as God uses us to touch the lives of those around us. Because the truth is, the most significant influence influencer in people that have not made that decision is not me. I mean, some of you think, well, the pastor is the most, no, it's not. You are. You are the most significant influencer to, to the friend or family person or the coworker that you're closest to. They don't know me. They don't trust me. They may come to it, but it starts with you and how you live your life before them. And, and that doesn't mean that you're obnoxious or you're, you're, you're condescending in any way. We have, no, we have nothing to hold over anybody else. We're all in this boat together. But the good news is we believe that Jesus Christ has answers. And as you live that out and as you find opportunities to talk about Jesus, to share your story of how Jesus has worked in your life, that's what makes a difference. If I asked you to raise, well, let's just, let's just do it. How many of you came to faith because of someone, a friend or a family member and their influence in your life? How many? Look, lots and lots of hands. That's how it happens most of the time. So never put down your influence, how much you can make a difference. And so that's why we want to help you continue to grow in your faith, to gain more confidence in your faith, to, to know how to help others experience the good news of Jesus Christ. Everything we do is grounded in the great commandment and the great commission. Jesus said you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. In other words, it doesn't matter how much you know until somebody knows how much you care. That sharing the good news, is, if it's not done in love, it's being done the wrong way. We're, here, we're called to love and to share that good news with each other. And that's what Jesus also said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, when Jesus tells us to go and make disciples, what he really means is for you and I to go and make disciples who 
they then go and make disciples who then go and make disciples. In other words, discipleship is not simply me learning. It's not simply me soaking it in. And sometimes we get that idea that it's all about knowledge. It's about transformation. It's about learning to the point where I can help someone else learn, and not just so that they learn, but so that they learn so that they can help someone else learn. If you think about it, Christianity is always one generation away from extinction. And the vast majority of people down through the centuries did not come to faith through individuals like Billy Graham, as fantastic and as great a gift as as he has been. They came to faith through people like you and me who came alongside somebody and just shared our story or lived out our witness in front of them. That's how it continues to happen. That's why you are so important in all of this and how it's not just to help them come to faith, but help them come to faith so that they can help someone else come to faith. That's how discipleship works. Discipleship and spiritual maturity are not there if we're not multiplying disciples. And here at Gateway, we want clarity about what is a disciple? What does a, a fully devoted follower of Christ look like? And, and there's no perfect list. I mean, you, you could look at, at um, the fruit of the Spirit and some of those kinds of things, and, and they're great, they're great, uh, p- uh, they're a part of it. We came up with four words that we believe helps us wrap our minds and our practices, if you will, around. The first one is commit. Commit to following Christ. This involves first our commitment to Jesus Christ and and being baptized or getting to the place where we're ready to make that commitment. But it also includes committing time each day to be with him by reading our Bibles, by prayer, by spending time in our devotionals. It's essentially committing not just to the idea of Christ, but committing to consistently daily following Christ. On our website, you can click on the Find It page, and there's a place called Next Steps, and you'll see some of those spiritual growth opportunities. Second word is connect. Connect with one another. It reminds us that we're not on this trip alone, that God created us to need each other on this journey and to help each other. This, this hit home with us as a church on, on Friday. Some of you know that, that um, one of the, the Army pilots that died in the helicopter crash uh, a week and a half ago in Galveston Bay. It was a p- part of our church family. And on Friday, we held the, the celebration of life service here. And, and we had hundreds of military men and women here along with, with family and friends and community and church family here. And, and as I talked to Ruth, um, uh, Dustin's wife, um, she, she, she said, you know, the first day or so, it was, it was just horrible. It was worse than anybody, any of us could probably imagine unless we'd been through something like that. It's just the, the, the worst imaginable thing. But she said then, as, as some of you came around her, as some of the military family came around her, she said, I started seeing God working. I started seeing him working through people. And, and reminding me that I'm not alone. That I don't have all the answers, but I don't have to have all the answers yet. That I can just take one step at a time. I mean, she talked to me for, for 10 or 15 minutes just about how that experience came to her of God revealing himself through other individuals. Things that she wouldn't have anticipated, could not see coming. And yet it happened. And that's how it always works. It's not like you and I make a plan and have all this stuff worked out. Stuff happens in life, every single one of us. Some of it really bad, some of it just bad, some of it a pain in the rear, and some of, it, some of it's even good. Sometimes it's, it's good and we need somebody to kind of put us back in our place because we kind of get the big head. But the thing is, it's just this sense that we need each other, that God works He loves everyone. And when something happens, he's not only working in us, but he's working in others to us. Or when something happens to someone else, he's working in us to them. And there's not a soul in this room that doesn't need that. I'm an introvert. So, I mean, I, I, I like my time apart, okay? But I know I need that at times. 
every one of us does because that's the way God created us. And so we, we encourage you to connect through small groups such as our life groups. And whether it's a group created here through the church or you create your own family members or coworkers or, or neighbors or, or friends in a club or something like that, a smaller group of followers of Christ to connect with on this journey. And I'm going to tell you some more about a way you can do that in just a couple of minutes. We also connect to our church through membership as a way of being intentional about growing spiritually and being used by God for the sake of the world to keep me from becoming inwardly focused. Our next membership class is February 26th, and we'll have baptisms that night and also on January 22nd. Commit, connect, third is serve. Serve my church or within the walls and serve my world beyond the walls. We cannot follow Christ without serving because Jesus himself said he didn't come to be served but to serve. And serving is how we live out the love of God. It's a tangible expression. It's concrete. It's how we do it. Here at Gateway we talk about serving my church through ministry teams and serving my world through missions and outreach. And as we start 2017, man, this is the perfect time for you to gear up to serve, to get involved. Go to our Find It page, and there's a, there's a link on there that says sign up to serve on Sundays. And it'll guide you through the process of beginning to get involved with that. Because we think that is a significant, incredibly important part of the journey. Or you can look at some of the missions things and join in there. So commit, connect, serve, and the fourth is share. Share the good news. Because if it's truly good news, we can't keep it for ourselves. We have to share it. And many of you did just that for our Christmas Eve services. That's why we had so many people here. It can be sharing God's love in tangible words and actions. It can be sharing my church by inviting folks to come to church on Sundays. Or it can be simply sharing your faith story and what Jesus is doing just when you have the opportunity, when you're with someone and they question you or they ask a question. Again, don't be obnoxious. Don't, don't, don't be like you're, some, you're the God's gift to the universe, okay? That person who does not believe who is next to you is also God's gift. They just don't know it. They are equally valuable and important. There is no one that doesn't matter and doesn't matter to God. And so they have to matter to us. And, and so we share but I tell you, being a fully devoted follower of Christ doesn't mean then that I can pick and choose from commit, connect, serve, share. Well, I like two of these, but I don't like two of these so much, so I'm going to just do those. It's kind of like saying, okay, in order to live my life, uh, I, I've got to have a job. I've got to uh, be involved in relationships. I've got to eat food, you know, some of those things. And it's kind of like saying, okay, well, you know, I think I'm going to cut out food because I don't need to do that, you know. I'm just going to cut out food altogether. I, I can survive. No, you can't. Can you cut out relationships? No, you can't. Can you cut out some way of, of earning a living? No. You need all of those. And the same thing is true in our spiritual journeys. Can't just say, commit, connect, serve, share. I'm going to pick and choose. It's kind of like saying, I'm going to pick and choose out of the Ten Commandments. You know, I don't like all of them. Well, I'm going to pick one. No. They're meant to go together. It's a package deal. You can't get one without the other. And, 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 and it's God's intention of how he works in us and grows us. Now, there's no one plan, no one pattern that fits all of us. So we have to still explore it and figure out what works for us. But we also need you championing this with each other and, and new folks who come into our church. It can't be just something that a few of us do. We are all responsible for the mission and ministry of God's good news in our church and through our church to the world. A great opportunity for all of us is our upcoming church-wide campaign, Believe. Believe is a study of 10 core beliefs of the Christian faith. And we want to help you think through more fully, what do you believe? Because the more confidence you and I have, it, it enables us to do a better job of sharing that with others. What you and I believe determines what we do and say and even feel. I mean, if you want to change your life, ultimately you got to go back to change what you believe. Pastor Randy Frazee said, it is not enough to believe something as the right answer. You must believe it as a way of life. 
The journey of belief begins up here in our heads, absolutely. We, we get an idea. We think it's a good idea. We think, I want to I do that. But it doesn't make a difference in my life until it gets down here into my heart, until it's a part of my will, until I live it out. It, it, other word, otherwise, if it's just up here and down here, well, what do we call that? We usually call that a hypocrite. We, we say they, they talk a good game, but they don't live it. I don't care what it is in life, including Christianity. Jesus invites us to the abundant life. But we got to understand it is typically through carrying our own cross, as he did. It's not an easy journey, but it is a good journey. A lot of folks don't want to put the, the effort in to follow Jesus because at the end of the day, they don't really believe him. It's easy to say, I believe in Jesus. I believe he existed. I believe he was a good guy. He was a good teacher. But, but to say, I believe Jesus, is something very different. And that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to be a Christian. I believe what he says makes a difference in how I live my life. And that's the whole point of this campaign help you and me think through with each other what it means to follow Jesus to the point that we believe Jesus, which begins then to transform our lives and, and how we live them. In addition to the sermons, we've created bi daily Bible readings and some questions that you can reflect on each day to help you think through this journey. We will also have small groups of anywhere from, they could be three or four to 12 or 15, meeting weekly to watch a video from Pastor Randy Frazee and discuss questions together. And so the campaign is weekly sermons and daily readings, but it's the small groups where the, the rubber really meets the road, and a lot of this becomes real and personal, which is why getting into a small group is so important for you as we move into this. Two years ago, we did a study called Transform. We had over 60 groups. Last year, we did Daring Faith. We had 83 small groups. This year, our goal is 100 groups minimum because we want to reach, want you to reach more people. We want you to understand that it's not just for the people seated, seated next to you, that you have the opportunity to invite in family, friends, coworkers, others who could be a part of this to explore Christianity in a safe setting and discover what it can mean for your life. We want 50 of these groups to be our existing life groups and other groups that what we would call are essentially closed groups. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, what if you create, and we had this last year, we encouraged it, you create a, a group of extended family, your family and a couple other of your family members and have them come together. Uh, that's a closed group. You're not going to open it up and just in, maybe invite anybody. Or you're, you're a school teacher or you, you work in, in, in the business. And you say, I'm going to do this at lunchtime. And I'm going to invite some of my coworkers to come be a part of this, which many of you did last year. That's a closed group because we're not going to be publicizing that. You're going to be inviting people to be a part of that. And, and it works really, really good. And you, maybe you do it with some neighbors. You say, I'm going to invite three or four families on my street to just come to my house. They don't have to come to my church. They can just come to my house. And we're going to do this. And it was so cool last year to see that and hear your stories. These are closed groups because you form them yourself. You, you bring in the people that you want to be a part of that. And it's a great opportunity for you to invite folks from outside the church, and especially those who have no church home. At the same time, we want 50 open groups. And these are groups that we're going to be listing starting next week when, when everybody can start signing up for the groups themselves. And they're open on a first-come, first-served basis to anyone who chooses to sign up. For instance, we'll have groups that are age-specific. We'll have groups for couples. We'll have groups for women, for men. We'll have groups for families with young children. We'll have groups that meet in various places, general groups, meet in various places around the Bay Area so that you don't have to drive 10 miles to get to a group. They'll be listed on our website. We'll have information about them out in the Next Steps area in our lobby. And, and again, let me add that in any of these groups, they don't have to be members of our church. They don't have to be a part of our church family. In fact, 
I hope that we have hundreds of folks who have never been a part of our church family who are participating in Believe, that you see it as a great opportunity maybe to, to invite that friend who has been kind of on the edge or doesn't know if they want to do it, but, but you're not sure they're ready to come to a worship service. Invite them into your group. They know you. That relationship is the greatest tool you have to invite them in. And yet to accomplish this, we're going to need, to get to 100 groups, uh, we need several dozens of you to agree to be hosts, to, to host these groups in your home or at work or at your school. We'll provide training for you so you're prepared. We'll give you a DVD so that you have the videos and we'll give you the, the, the discussion questions. A lot of you tried this for the first time last year and you discovered that not only could you do it, okay, but, but you got so much more out of it because now you weren't just what's in it for me, but how do I take care of my group? And that's a part of the natural growth process that God has in mind for us. It's an incredible opportunity and also to make new friends, to make many new friends. So I want to encourage even more of you to do that, to sign up. You can sign up today um, or you can go online. Uh, in, in your bulletin today, there was an insert. On one side, it says believe, and it, it, it talks about Anita Renfro. Both good. But on the back side, it says host a group. I'm an, and then dot, 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 a new host or a past host or leader or a life group leader. And begin to sign up for that, what you're interested in doing. Open group, closed group. Um, life group leaders, some of, some of you, Join us for this. It can be a closed group if you're ready to. But we want to see 100 groups doing this across our church. And, and we need hosts. And some of you are thinking, there's no way I could do that. Well, let me tell you, there were, there were men and women last year who said that. There's no way I can do that. But somehow God laid it on their heart, and they did. And some of those, those groups have continued meeting. And some of those people, they come up to me and say, man, getting into that life group was the best thing I ever did. Because remember, we don't do this alone. We need each other. So I want to encourage dozens of you to start thinking and praying. Some of you are ready. You know it. You can do it. You can walk out there and sign up. Some of you may need a little time, but don't take too long. This is an opportunity for you. Here we are. It's a new year. And, and often we talk about making resolutions. The problem with resolutions is we don't have good follow-through. If you agree to host a group, you have great follow-through because we're going to train you, we're going to equip you, and you're going to be meeting for the, for the next two, three months. It's a great way to build in the importance of Jesus Christ in concrete, tangible ways into your life. So I want to encourage you. Some of you, you've got to do that. We need you to do that for the sake of the mission, not just for your comfort, okay? It's going to be uncomfortable for some of you. But I'm confident that with God, you can step past that, and you can do abundantly more than you can imagine. But you've got to take that step. We're going to start the last Sunday of the month with the actual study. It will take us up to Easter and I think if you dive in, you're going to be amazed. If you get into a group, or especially if you host a group, see all the ways that God works in, in these coming weeks and months. You're going to, you don't know what God's going to do. And, and that's the beauty of this. God is the God of the unexpected. And he, he wants more for you than any of us can imagine. Now, when I say more, I don't mean more money necessarily in your pocket or fewer problems, but I guarantee you, he has more for you that matters in the things that matter most. If you will step into this, you'll be amazed. Now, and be aware, there's nothing the devil loves more than to get us thinking that what we're doing, what I might do, wouldn't matter, I, that I won't make a difference. But you need to know that is a lie straight from hell. There's nothing the devil wants more than to keep you from engaging with Jesus Christ. There's nothing more he wants than you to say, I couldn't host, or I'm not going to be in a group, or I couldn't start one at my workplace for, during the lunch hour. You can. Gateway is about more than just what is easy or convenient. We're about leading everyday people to become fully devoted followers of Christ so we can change the world. 
It's why, to me, our name is so invaluable. We are a gateway in to faith. But at the same time, it's not just that. It's also a gateway out into the world to love and to serve, to be the hands, the feet, the voice of Jesus, to, to be used by God. And in the process of being used by him, experiencing in, within ourselves the joy and the peace that passes all understanding, to discover that I can make a difference and that God can use me and, in fact, has always intended to use me if I would let him. That's the opportunity we have, you have, to take a step. Listen, if the Texans could win yesterday, then don't you know God can do even more through us? Yeah. There is, there is no end to the Super Bowl you and I can be a part of in the coming days, weeks, months, and years because God is on our side and he will never stop. We're the only one that can derail him in my life. But he wants to work. He wants to make a difference. He wants Gateway to be this place of hope. I love the passage from Hosea. The Lord says, I will transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. That's why we're here, to welcome people to their journey, to welcome you to that journey, and to share it farther than we can imagine. Our prayer team's gonna be down front here in just a second if you wanna talk to them. If you're a guest today, this, especially if this is the first time, I'll be out here with some friends and we'd love to say hello to you. But you can make a difference. I, I, I believe this can be the most incredible experience of our lives these next few months but I can't do it for you only you can gracious God thank you for the gift of your son Jesus Christ and your love for each one of us there are no exceptions you love us so much we matter to you and you want to work in us and grow us and transform us so that we can transform your world which has been hurt so bad by sin. Father, the truth of the matter is there, there's so much evil and, and destruction going on in the world around us. And as much as we want our governments and things to do something about it, ultimately, it's about changing one life at a time. And Father, you are in the business of changing lives. You turned tax collectors into saints. You, you took a man who who encouraged the stoning of another and helped him write most of the New Testament. You change lives. You change our lives. And you're not done with us. Use us so that we are not done with our community and our world. Use us for your glory, Father. 2017 and beyond. Use us that we can make a difference for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of those we love. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.